Good day. This is Lorraine Lawson, an associate editor at Bank Automation News. Recently, I spoke with Lickett Dwagel, IBM's general manager for global banking and financial markets. Wagle explained that IBM works with both banks and regulators to ensure its solution complies with regulatory requirements. I asked Wagle whether that's led to a shift in how banks see the cloud as a solution. Yes, I mean, I think I think we're seeing a lot of excitement in our clients. And, and the reason for that is, um, uh, you know, most of our uh, banking clients around the world are, are finding that they are facing the strongest competition uh, in that industry, not so much from the other banks, but they're facing this competition from the big tech companies. Today, you know, if you speak to a banking chief executive, uh, you know, Jamie Dimon has talked about this a lot in the public domain. What they're worried about is a competition from the likes of Google, not so much as I say, uh, from a Bank of America, right? And, and the reason why they're really worried about that competition is because big tech is born on the cloud, it does not have legacy applications, and it's able to provide a quality of a customer experience at a cost point because uh, they are cloud native in the kind of way that banks are really struggling to compete with. Right? What I mean by experience, just to give you an example, is experience is both convenience. You know, you and I and others, particularly in this kind of pandemic environment, have now got used to running a lot of our lives on things like Amazon and Google. And we are very used to, you know, achieving what we want to do within one or two clicks. You know, if you want to order uh, some food, you can do it within a couple of clicks, right? And customers are looking, customers are absolutely looking for that same level of convenience uh, with their bank. They want to do it off their smartphone and they want to be able to, um, you know, effect. So, so if you want to make, say, if you want to transfer money, right, to somebody, you want to be able to effect that transfer within a couple of clicks. You don't want to go in and, you know, have to fill out, you know, very lengthy forms uh, and what have you. And then the other one, which is, you know, making it even more difficult for the banks is they want that transaction to happen immediately. You know, you transfer that money. They want that money to be sitting with the person you've transferred with uh, straight away that, because that kind of instant fulfillment, instant gratification is what, you know, customers, consumers have got very, very used to. Now, when a bank kind of looks like, how am I going to achieve that? What they actually recognize is that a much larger proportion of their mission critical workloads are going to have to become cloud and cloud native so that they can have the agility, the flexibility, the ability to adapt them, adopt them, transform them to be able to achieve that experience for that particular customers. Also, cloud gives you some cost benefits. You know, it takes about 20 to 30 percent under the cost base of the organization if it's done right. That also is essential to get to the cost points they need to in order to be able to compete with these big tech companies. What's been holding them back so far is that is the current cloud providers are not able to meet those regulatory requirements. And therefore, the banks, as you've seen, have so far only been able to put about 10 percent of workloads into the public cloud. Now I think they see a way to be able to put quite a large proportion of their workloads onto the public cloud. So certainly the response we're getting from our clients has been very exciting, very positive. Yeah. Um, I know you do quite a few chatbots with banks. How do you see chatbots evolving in the next six months to a year or two years, whatever time frame you think they'll evolve on? And are there new ways in which chatbots will help with automation? 
That's a great, uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I think, I think the, um, first part of what we're starting to see on uh, chatbots and the way in which they're evolving uh, is just their pure effectiveness. So at the moment, uh, you know, what we're starting to see is, uh, you know, that they are able to, in some of the examples that we've worked on, they're able to deflect, uh, you know, almost 80% of the calls that are coming into a call center. So by that, what I mean is that over 80% of the calls uh, do not have to go to a, uh, a human being. They're being dealt with by the chatbot itself, which is extremely uh, useful for the bank, both in terms of um, what uh, you know, what, what the customer is looking for, and satisfying what the customer is looking for, and also has uh, enormous implications, as you know, as you'd expect from a cost perspective. Now, the other side of it, which is also uh, extremely important, is that. We're also starting to see now that not only is it deflecting 80% of the calls, uh, but we're starting to find that a very large percentage of the calls, 60% and above, we're not having that customer ringing back again about the same issue uh, within four weeks of the first call. So it's starting to provide satisfaction that, you know, the, the chatbot has actually been able to deal with the problem and has been able to deal with the problem um, uh, with the problem satisfactorily. Now, I, I think to, to answer you, I, I think to answer the second part of your question, uh, I think what is going to happen in terms of chatbots is uh, they are going to progressively become uh, available to do some of the more complicated things that customers tra- customers are trying to do. Right, like today. Um, you know, chatbots are out there if you want to change, you know, if you want, if you're having problems with your passwords, if you want to stop your credit card, something which is relatively quite simple. But I think you are going to start to progress, progressively see chatbots being able to assist, uh, even on things that are a little bit more, uh, complicated. I mean, to give you a very real example, uh, I mean, just literally yesterday, uh, you know, I was seeking to work with, um, you know, I used to be based out of Singapore. I was seeking to work with um, um, uh, my bank in Singapore in order to get them to replace my Singapore mobile number with my, uh, you know, with my U.S. mobile number. Now, that would not have been something that I would have been able to do even a few months ago off of a chatbot. Now it was possible to do it completely off of a, off a chatbot. Right? So you're progressively starting to see, see that happen. I think you're also going to start to see chatbots being used much more internally within the organization. So you look at a lot of the employee, I and mean, we do this a lot in IBM, you look at a lot of the employee experiences around interactions with IT or interactions with HR, um, which in the past, uh, you know, you you were really struggling to do in a self-service way because some of these things were quite complex. The chatbots actually are a very, very nice way to give you a step-by-step way through executing on those transactions so you can kind of do them self-service. The last point I would make, though, that I think so far, at least, I think the secret um, in this, Lorraine, is going to be, can you seamlessly move from a chatbot to uh, the human intervention if you start to see that the person who is using the chatbot is struggling, right? And this is something that we did with Cora, um, a, a, an implementation we did uh, for NatWest in the, um, in, the, in the UK, and I can mention this to you because it's in the public domain. Uh, there what actually happens is that 
Um, you know, you've got uh, a bunch of people who are in the background. The moment they start to see that somebody is struggling with uh, an inquiry that they're making on the chatbot, they can seamlessly pick that inquiry up with a human intervention. And the thing that's particularly neat is you don't have to go in and explain what you were trying to do. Because they can see what it was that you were doing, um, you know, it's possible for them to pick up straight away and it becomes a much smoother, seamless uh, interaction between yourself and the and the and the chatbot. Thank you. Um, how do you see IBM's offerings evolving in terms of financial services? And are there other IBM technologies you might foresee opening up to banks? I, I, I think a couple of things, Lorraine, that that I would um, I, w- I would say in this one one is um, uh, which is already. Um, changed very substantially literally within the last i would say 6 months or so right which is you know we have much more aggressively uh, as a result of what we're seeking to do with the hybrid cloud platform um moved to create a financial services ecosystem of isv partners that are really relevant to the industry so at the last count and this has been increasing every day at the last count we had um 96 uh, ISVs. These are some of the most important sales for uh, most important um, uh, um, uh, you know software providers to the banking industry uh, that have um, you know signed uh, partnership arrangements with IBM to work together with IBM on uh, you know IBM software uh, to be able to address you know the most important problems within within the industry. This this goes across all of the domains, right? If you look at if you look at, um, you know, front office engagement, um, you know, it does include even some of the global ISVs like Salesforce and Adobe. If you're looking, um, you know, you can look at payments, you can look at lending, you can look at risk. We really do now have a very powerful ecosystem of these ISVs. So I think, I think that's one aspect of an evolution of IBM's technology. We absolutely see, you know, we, 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 have, we have a massive commitment uh, to open source, we absolutely see IBM plus these ISVs plus uh, the open source capability uh, as as the kind of way forward to be able to uh, you know solve solve the most important uh, uh, client problems. In terms of where the technology would involve, certainly where um, you know IBM would play a part. Um, you know there are two main areas that we're focusing on. Right, the first is hybrid cloud platform. Uh, that's very much a part of. Um, IBM's heritage, we see that very much as uh, the way in which uh, platforms are going to evolve. You know, we have a very strong presence through the mainframe in terms of the bank, what the banking industry requires. I mean, more than 97, 98% of the banks actually run on the IBM mainframe. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a completely safe, secure uh, environment and platform that um, uh, enables them to move forward. That I think is going to move to to hybrid cloud. And what I mean by hybrid cloud is every every bank, and this is going to be particularly important in the bank. You know, you are going to see both um, uh, on-premise infrastructure, which will include uh, mainframe and private cloud, and you're going to see public um, um, public off-premise uh, cloud capabilities. 
uh, which would involve, you know, um, uh, secure public cloud in the kind of way that we've uh, developed through IBM um, Cloud for Financial Services. And it would also you, you know, so also include what we, uh, you know, call the hyperscalers, right? So this will include people like Microsoft and Amazon, Google, right? So, so that is going to be that hybrid cloud platform is going to be a very key part of the technology. And one of the very important things that we bring to this party, you know, which, which, was obtained through the uh, acquisition that we made uh, of Red Hat um, is a state-of-the-art uh, capability to be able to manage across those different clouds, right? It's now starting to become really complicated with that hybrid cloud platform. How do I manage these different providers, these, this multi, multi-hybrid cloud environment? And that's what Red Hat OpenShift does uh, in a way that, uh, you know, we think is, is, is best going forward, right? So that hybrid cloud platform, which is Red Hat, plus this multi-cloud environment that I've just described will be a key area of priority. We will continue to evolve that uh, going going forward. I think the other area is going to be very much around data and AI. Uh, you know, we are investing very heavily around uh, data and AI. Uh, you know, our previous chief executive very much said, you know, Ginny Rometty often said that, you know, data was going to be the oil of the future. We're increasingly starting to find uh, that that is uh, what is happening. Uh, and we see that we see that evolving um, in in a number of ways, right? I think one of the ways uh, which is going to be really important is this whole thing around security and privacy, right? As as um, customers, um, you know, want and banks want more and more of this data to be used um, in order to help and provide a better quality experience to their customers, they also want to be want to be absolutely sure that that data is going to be secure. It's not going to be breached, that you are going to be capable of protecting it against cybercrime, which is kind of uh, increasing every day, right? So security of that data is going to be key. You'll see a lot of evolution in that space, I think. Um, You know, we wouldn't be bank automation news if I didn't ask you specifically how IBM supports automation and banking processes, whether that's through the cloud or through your AI capabilities, or how how do you see IBM supporting automation? So, um, you know, primarily we, we are very focused on supporting uh, automation through what we're calling intelligent workflows. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, is, is in this particular industry, we're working very closely with um, our clients to be able to reimagine processes and, and to be able to embed uh, AI technology into those particular processes in order to make them to make them smart, to make them intelligent. So that is the core area uh, in which, um, you know, we, we are working, um, you know, within IBM, you know, around, around uh, automation. Um, and and there, are, there are a number of places where there are some great examples of the impact that's having. I'm, I've already talked about uh, chatbots and, you know, what we're calling conversational AI. That, that is a place that's really important. I think the other one which is really important is around content intelligence, and what, what I mean by that is that is where we're using AI and machine learning based tools in order to be able to extract information from documents, information that may be in different formats, right? It could be structured data, unstructured data, but it extracts the information from those particular documents uh, and converts it into digital formats so that it could become um, you know, a, a core part of automated uh, processes, right? Automated digitized processes. We've um, created factories uh, for a number of um, 
uh, clients around the world where we are doing that particular work. There's one in the public domain, if you wanted more information on this, which is for Standard Chartered, where for that trade finance work, for, you know, they're, one of, they're the second largest bank in trade finance in the world. A lot of their trade finance processes have been uh, automated fully, digitized fully around the world. And it's that content intelligence offering that enables them to do that because it extracts the information that you require and that you kind of require to, to be able to digitize it. So those are just a couple of examples of the sorts of things that we're doing uh, to lead the charge in automation. I would make the point uh, on, on this one, just, just uh, maybe to conclude this particular point, would be, you know, if you, if you look at, um, you know, the impact of AI within the banking industry and where, where are the banks getting the best and the highest return on investment is very much through embedding AI into the automation of processes. Uh, you know, as compared to other industries, you know, if you look at retail where you would go in and say, well, I'm going to use um, AI in order to really understand my customer, in order to predict what my customer wants to buy. And it's, it's around, um, you know, um, a customer-related activities that drive a lot of data and analytics. In the banking industry, we do do a lot of that, but the bigger prices are very much around automating the processes, making those processes much more digital, and AI is fundamental to making that happen. You've been listening to The Buzz, a Bank Automation News podcast. Thank you for your time, and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.